Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordinverse. What's up, guys? Hey. Welcome back to the Damn Snack Bar. This is episode 79. We win a party with chaos. Yes, we do. We're reading chapters 1 to 3 of The Serpent's Shadow today and officially starting... Book 3! final King Chronicles book. Yeah. This is the last one. Joe, have you been excited for this? Oh, um... Yes, I have. Sorry, I just haven't even thought about it. Yeah, sure. So... Okay. Because we read the finale of Throne of Fire literally yesterday for us, uh, and <laughs> yeah. you made your predictions about this book literally yesterday, <laughs> so it should be fresh in your brain, what are your thoughts? <laughs> um, let's see, okay, so what did I say? You said that the book would be, that this one would take place like a week later. I was very wrong about that. Yeah. It's been six months. Yeah. Very wrong about that. Bit annoyed, actually. Carter's had a birthday. He's had a birthday. He's grown a foot. (laughs) Yeah. Sadie's the same. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which is just Sadie's a bummer. You know, that's fine. Um, Let's see. I had... I predicted that it would go over the course of... The whole book would be set over the course of four days. Also wrong. (laughs) Set over the course of two days. We've been confirmed. They have a two-day deadline. Mm. Um... Which, uh, I guess consistency-wise, it's like, alright, well, there's no... This is about rest. to be the longest two days ever. Right, there's Just, no like, looking at the size of this book already. No fucking rest for the weekend. When they're constantly They're not going to be eating, Joe, so I don't want to hear any predictions for this whole Hell. book. Well, when they when constantly be talk about how much using their magic drains their powers and it takes time for them to be revitalised, I'm like, how do all of these events take place over two days? <laughs> you don't have time to recharge. Well, that was the whole point of... I don't mean just them, I mean, like, the people that are around them. That was the whole point of The Throne of Fire, was to show that Throne of they use less magic if they follow more of the path of the god. That was the point of that whole book. Still. Sure, but not everybody is as good at as wielding magic as the canes. So, like, I understand, like, the canes and maybe some really well-trained kids are, like, not depleting their magic as quickly. But they've got a lot of little kids and, like, noobs, newbies, yeah. in their posse. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work. Um, and then, let's see, what was another prediction of mine? Did I predict something else? We haven't heard from Ra yet, so I don't... Yeah. I'm more or less like, oh, okay. So, I can't remember, it was literally yesterday, I don't remember what you said. I'll tell you what, we did jump into Apothesis a lot faster than I thought we would. He's in the first chapter, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, your boy's here. He's, he's coming straight out the gate. That's and we learn that we learned that he's been, like, wreaking havoc basically since the day he was execrated, which makes no sense at all. Like... Yeah. But, like, little bits of havoc, and I'm like... But, that, like, getting up. stronger. Yeah. You're like, bitch, hurry up. Which, actually, it, because he's doing little bits, maybe he's not as free as everyone's claiming he is, and he's actually dying on the inside. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So Kate just said that'd be fun, so that means no. If I'm being honest, a lot of what I remember from this book is not nearly as much as what I remembered from the other two. So, like, I remember what happens at the end end of this book, but 
in like all the middle part. Yeah. Yeah. I you didn't show you your working kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you a lot of what happens in this book compared to the other two. Like, I was very excited about the whole tarot thing in the last book. And I was mm. very excited about the whole getting Zia from the tomb thing in the last book. I was very excited about that. And in the first right, book, I was very excited book. for you to learn that Zia was a Shabti. Like, it was a whole thing. That was, like, my favourite part of the first book. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, um... Let's see. Uh, I'm still on the Carter train. Carter's the best. Um, we're getting a bit of... So, they're both feeling the weight of the world yeah. on their shoulders at the moment. Yeah. And it's just... Carter a little bit more than Sadie, because yeah. Sadie literally has said to Carter, at some point, we weren't privy to it, but at some point she was like, I do not want to be an authority figure. And he was like, fuck, that means I have to be the only authority figure rather than the two of us. Fuck! Yeah, rather so than really the two feeling of them that. sharing the authority yeah. and the title... She was like, no, nah, fuck you, I don't want to. And Even though like, Sadie was literally told by, like, six important people that she has to be, like, Carter's guide. And she's like, no, nah, fuck that job, I'm going to do what I want. Which is very Sadie. Yeah. Why do you not like it? Oh, my God. <laughs> my boy's literally drowning in his feels. Yeah, <laughs> he is. And she's like... Cool. He doesn't even have a girlfriend to like help him with no. all of this. Whereas Sadie has like alone, lonely. You know, she's got two men fighting over yeah. her. Sorry, she's got a boy and then a stupid god fighting over her. Yeah, there's Who the phrase hasn't spoken to her in months. six months. And there's the phrase in there. She's like, my new Anubis, my almost godly boyfriend. I was like, you're no what? So very very cranky with that phrase. Yeah. Anyway. I guess what's most impressive about the start of this book is the fact that Walt didn't die in the in-between, which was something that I said, you, well, you might not be in the next one. Oh, yeah, totally disregarded that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Because I knew he'd be in it, so I was like, yeah. You didn't know. Yes, I sure did. Of course he'd be Aww. in it. They just said he is vital to reviving Ra, and obviously <laughs> they have to revive Ra, because otherwise, how's the world going to end? I obviously know that they're going to win, because, duh. The Magnus books are set after, and the world's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that the Egyptian side of things is fine. Egypt could crumble. Yeah, but that won't affect the world, will it? I don't know. The whole point of this series is order and chaos. Well, there you go. Well, you just proved my point. <laughs> did I? What did I say? You said the Egypt part might crumble, and I said, yeah, but that doesn't affect the world. And you said, but it does. So that means, okay, so the world didn't crumble, therefore Egypt didn't crumble. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that the ending of a middle grade book would be a happy ending. I really didn't say that. <laughs> no, we're just going to shove these kids into depression and see how they go. But you know how, so when I first read this series, and I was begging you to read it, but you were in the middle of reading Magnus, and you were like, not interested, blah, blah, whatever. And um, I, when I first finished the series, I was like, "You, yes." Yeah. When I first finished the series, I said to you, um, "It's better than Percy." I was like optimistically saying it's better than Percy. It's not after I've had time to sit on it, but it was like just as good, Mm. or like you know, almost just as good. Like it's better than Heroes and it's better than Trials, and it's (laughs) you know. It's, to me, it's, it's not kind of hard to do better with, than Heroes of Trials, let's be real. At the time, it was on par with Magnus. Sure. You know, like, that's what it was to me. Anyways. You mean it was on par with Percy? And Magnus. Yeah. Anyway, Magnus so... But the way that I look at books is, like, it's not a good book and the sacrifice that the heroes have had to make t- in order to get the happy ending and blah, 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 doesn't hit the same if every character 
comes out alive. You know? Yeah. So, who's going to die? Walt's going to die. Okay. So, do you want to get into chapter <laughs> one? <Jeff? laughs> sure. So, in chapter one, we crash and burn a party. The Canes are in Texas with a handful of their initiates in order to save another precious artifact at yet another museum. Like, yeah. seriously, are we not tired of starting out a Cane book this way? Like, this they, is, he doesn't know how else. It's literally been every single book. Um, anyway, that's so like, as they well, walking, That's like every Percy book started with Percy getting into a fight at school and then getting suspended. <laughs> yeah. Um, So as they're walking through the museum, Sadie gets distracted by a head in the wall who tells her to try and protect a different artifact, and she doesn't know how to deal with that, um, and then Apophis enters the building. That's basically all that happens, yeah. It's quite a short first chapter, yeah. Yeah. The opening liner. It's mostly, it's kind of, it does enough to sum up, you know, what you know from the other two books, and also add the whole urgency thing, because like... It's, I mean, first of all, it's in Sadie's point of view. We ended the last book in Sadie's point of view, and we're starting again on this one. Oh, I cannot tell you how fucking mad I was opening that book. I, was like, I mean, like, I don't know if he was trying to go for symmetry, because the first book ended on a Carter point of view, and the second one started on Carter, but the, the first like book that, ended though. with only one chapter in Carter's point of view, because it was an uneven amount of chapters. Mm. And so it made sense that the second book picked up with Carter. But if you read the second and then third, like, straight after each other, it's four chapters of Sadie in a row. That's a like, fuck up, Sadie. God, you're annoying the hell out of me. It is a lot. Especially when three of those four chapters are her going, oh, boys, oh, boys, oh, boys. And you're like, shut the fuck up, I'm kicking you in the face. Yeah, yeah. So, um... 13-year-old, go dance to four town. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we do learn some things in this chapter that aren't just wrap-up, you know, things from the other two books. We learn that Apophis obviously hasn't been execrated very well because he's been setting fires to fuel joy um, <laughs> at a whole bunch of places. And basically the setting fires like are he doesn't leave any survivors. And so that's why they're worried about this Texas one because he's going after a whole bunch of scrolls that apparently have something important in them that was written by this one guy a millennia ago and he only did this, though he only wrote it like six times. He only made six copies. Only made six copies. Yes, he only made six copies and so he, Apophis has gone after five out of six and destroyed five out of six and they're like, fuck, we got to... He's obviously only going after, like, one specific thing and he doesn't want us to know this one thing. Guys, how don't you just read it instead of, like... Someone take a photo of it. Excuse <laughs> me! You have a phone. We saw that Carter has a phone because he showed the guy who's in charge of the Texas gnome the carnage from the Toronto gnome. Like, my like, God. you could have just taken a photo of this Kids, thing. like, obviously clear the... I mean, like, obviously try and save it because it's, like, you know, a precious artifact, but, like, take a photo first. Like, the saving it will be your last resort kind of thing. Maybe it's because Carter's the one in charge of the phone and Carter respects the rules of museums where he's like, oh my god, guys, gotta be respectful. Yes, he's been drilled into him all his <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> uh. He's very much not a rules are made to be broken kind of person, whereas Sadie is. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, Joe, what did you think of this chapter? Well, like I said, very, very short, very quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so... When she would talked to the face in the wall and it gave her a warning that was like, you need me, you need my help. And she was like, who the fuck are you? And he was like, ah, I know you jive, you know who I am. Sadie on the inside, I really, really don't. Who the fuck is this guy? Anyway, so like the face was talking to her in the wall um, when everybody had walked away. And then right as Walt walked back to come find her and be like, Sadie, why don't you keep up with the flock? Um, the face had gone from the wall and she asked the, the it's so cliche and I, I hate this scenario so much especially in these types of situations but she said to Walt did you see that 
Walt said, see what? And she went, oh, nothing, never mind. Because in her head, she was like, I don't want him to think I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I hate that trope so much. But at this point, so knows she's fucking crazy. Well, a different kind of crazy, but yes. But, like, I hate this trope so much because you, she literally said when she was talking to the face in the wall, she was like, this is not, not uncommon in, like, our daily lives that just random things will come to life and talk to us. So I was like, why would you think he would be, make you, like, look at you like you were insane to have something, <clears throat> to have a picture on the wall talk to you? I just, I really hate that trope. It annoys the shit out of me. I would I would feel so much better if she would be, just be like, oh, this picture just gave me a message. And you'd be like, what do you mean? She'd be like, oh, it just started talking to me. And what would be like, okay, is it important for now? <laughs> She'd be like, no, nah, I'll tell you about it later. Okay, then let's get back to saving the scroll. Like, like, even the thing that he said, like, the thing that the the man in the wall, like, said to her was, I want you to go after this um, box instead of the scroll. And when they walk into the museum and they're looking at the exhibit to try and find the scroll, Walt is distracted over at King Tut's chair and the box is right there. Yeah. And so a perfect opportunity for Sadie to go, oh yeah, that thing that I, you spotted in the wall for, he wanted me to go after this box. What is it? Do you know? We don't know? Okay. And then revert your attention back to the yeah. scroll. I just, I hate the dismissing of it because you're like, they'll think I'm crazy. And you'd be like, no, they won't. They're in the same boat as you. <laughs> yeah. They won't think you're crazy. You know, he's a shit of me. That was like, like... Walt especially has a curse that is killing him. And he, yeah. like, you know, he's like, nothing you say will surprise me, and also nothing you tell me will matter, because I'm gonna die. Yeah. But I was like, why? Why bother with the semantics? Like, seriously. Because, like, when Carter asked about... When, like, she immediately coughed it up to Carter and was like, oh, yeah, this thing on the wall talked to me, and he was like, okay... He was like, explain more, please. <laughs> well, he was, Well, he didn't think she was crazy. He was like, no, that is very, like, yeah. that's fact. That could happen. Yeah. What, what did it say? Like, nobody was going to be like, what? No, you're seeing things. That's not right. <laughs> nobody would think that. It just yeah. annoyed it's the just shit like out of me. a really weird plot thing that Rick chose. It was, it's like, it was like in Harry just Potter. Just to keep whatever it is or whatever I'm supposed <laughs> to know about this guy a secret for another chapter. Yeah, she could have just said, I saw a picture on a wall, it talked to me, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and they'd be like, okay, we'll figure it out later. We kind of have a job to do. And she'd yeah. be like, yeah, okay. But, uh, but it's Or she could have played it off as like, <laughs> quirky magician in a museum kind of thing. Yeah, a face just appeared in the wall. We'll think about or it Or you'd later. be like, yeah, artifacts talk to me. <laughs> they'd yeah. be like, okay. I guess that's what Yeah, if she didn't want to go with the face-in-the-wall route, she could have just been like, that statue over there, it spoke to me. Yeah. And, be like, and he'd be like, oh, did the art inspire you? And she's like, no, no, it literally spoke <laughs> to me. He'd be like, no, that's part of my magic. <laughs> and, then, and then he'd just be like, okay. Yeah, fair enough, I don't, I don't believe it. Because everybody's so. magic is different, so I'm like, wow. Yeah. It just annoyed me. It's like, well, it's like in Harry Potter, when Harry would be like, who was the woman screaming? And Hermione would be like, nobody was screaming, Harry. Watch <laughs> out! Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, what's that thing pulling the carriages? There's nothing pulling the carriages, Harry. <laughs> yes, it fucking is. You dig what? You live in magic. It's not crazy. Shouldn't be obscene, but it makes sense to come from Hermione because she's the most well-read person. So if she hasn't come across whatever Harry's talking about, she's like, "Well, it has to be wrong because I haven't read about it." Like, there's not a library. There's not a library. There's not a book in that library she hasn't read. So, like, yeah, there has to be. She didn't know what these draws were. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's eventually... Wait, what did you just say? Thestrals. Isn't it Thestrals? Thestrals. Thestrals. Sorry, you knew what I was talking about. 
I've never heard someone say thestral. That's oh, I'm. That's just how I read it. Yeah, and it is a, a fucking annoying plot device. Like it doesn't make any sense at all. It's kind of like it just. It's weird, <clears throat> and we know it's weird, and it's just yeah. Because like, even if this happened. I just, I don't get it, because it's like, even if they do think you're crazy, still tell them that. Yeah. Because, like, I can tell you plenty of stuff that happens here, like, in my life, that I'm like, well, that's that's Just be like, weird. I might be crazy, but this happened. Yeah, it'd have been like, yeah. But, you'd be, but then, then Walt would be like, no, you're not crazy, that's quite possible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Moving on from that point. Other than that, yeah, no notes on the chapter. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let me have a look-see at what I jotted down. Oh, yeah. The only note that I had was that um, the guards, when they walked into the they walked into the exhibit and the, the leader of the gnome was, you know, walking with them, the guards who were, and he was, like, saying, like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to have to change all of the wards to let people in or, like, you know, do all of this. And Sadie was like, isn't that going to change the protective spells, whatever, it's going to let a pop us in, blah, 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 blah. Talking mm-hmm. about all that. My note wasn't about that. It was the fact that the guards that they walked into the room to see had pet leopards. <laughs> I was like, sick. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, okay. That's all I thought. I thought there was more to it. <laughs> no. I also had notes to research one specific person, but then I realised that it's a big spoiler, so I didn't. Ooh, I know who this specific person is. There you go. Don't I? Do you? Don't I? Who is it? Felix. So, <laughs> I did also have one other thing on there, and that was just for me to, like, try and figure out what a cryosphinx looked like, because I don't really understand that. So, I'm just going to do a little sneaky look for a picture right now. What are you looking at? What is a cryosphinx? Oh, okay. It's just a sphinx with a ram's head instead of a lion head. Okay, okay, okay. Or a... Wait, no. What head does a sphinx normally have? Who does a lion have? Lion, yeah. It's just dragon tail and then wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's a normal sphinx? Okay. So, a cryosphinx has a ram's head. Doesn't it have a horse butt? That's cool. Oh, does it? It's a question. <laughs> oh, wait. Sphinxes apparently have a human head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lion's body. So how do you defeat a cryosphinx? It can be defeated through brain or brawn. Wait, do they breathe fire as well? Is that what Rick said in this? I think he did. It depends which um, mythology you go with. Oh, do you want to go with the Yu-Gi-Oh mythology? There's <laughs> cryosphinxes in the Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Ha! <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's just what I wanted to Google for myself. But that's all I had to say about um, Chapter 1. So would you want to get into Chapter 2? That was very quick. It was. Cause I'm used to spending like 40 minutes on the first chapter. Yeah. Okay, well, so in... Well, Chapter 2 is a much more action chapter. In Chapter 2, I have a word with chaos. Sadie, Carter, Walt, Alyssa, and Felix must use everything at their disposal to protect the scroll, which is the book of overcoming Apophis. Apparently, though, Apophis doesn't care what it'll take to destroy the scroll, so he does some burning of some hands, some exhausting of some people, and then generally just has, like, a chat with everybody through, like, different kinds of statues in the room. He just, like, bounces from one to the other, being like, I'm over here, now I'm over here, now I'm over here. Um, Yeah. And then he finally is, like, removed from the room because Sadie summons the might of Mart and then almost kills herself in the process, Um, doesn't realise that she's doing that. I don't know why she thought she could summon one of the most divine words in the list of divine words and think that she'd survive because nobody has ever survived. 
one use person of that has word. survived one in centuries, in eons, in forever. Yeah. Anyway, She's then either in the process of saying that word or after she says that word, she gets to see everybody in their duart forms because she kind of merges the two layers together. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And um, it's said that Felix has a very, very strong aura in the duart, which is really, really cool. And then Walt is, like, distressing. He looks like a mummy. But in that, he's using, like, his grey, like, magic. Right. It's very cool. Because um, we still don't know what that Carter is. looks like Horus, obviously. And yeah. then Alyssa had, like, a big, yeah. swirly... She looks like Jeb, and he's, like, holding up the sky, basically. Yeah, holding up the ceiling. Huge. Yeah, it is very good. Um, yeah, and then the group managed to save uh, the artifact from the from King Tut's chair, the, the box thing that the man in the wall asked for instead of the scroll, because the scroll's destroyed. And that's, that's chapter two. That is, yeah. Yeah. Is that how it ends? They walked out and they found... They found everybody dead. Yeah. Well, a bummer. Not necessarily dead, because Wakata says we should search, there might be survivors, and Sadie says there aren't any, and then she remembers... Um, My mum says... Yeah, she remembers that her mum says, don't blame yourself for the deaths. And then they find, she like leans down and picks up um, the half-melted belt buckle of the leader of the gnome and says, they're dead, Jakey. all of them. Yeah, but like, the thing that's... Where are the bodies? Yeah, nobody, no crime. Like, come on now. And come also, on. like, it just takes me yeah, back to the words, the wording that Carter used when he was talking about the other gnomes. He just said that the... Um, the magicians vanished. He didn't say that they died. Yeah. And so, like, even though Ruby has said that they died, I don't... I don't remember. It's a bit But sus. I don't necessarily... Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit sus. So, yeah. That's where that chapter ends. So, what did you have to say about this chapter, Joe? I know that um, when you were reading it... The most devastating you opening. Had feelings about a certain initiate. Yeah. But yes, anyway, the opening. Most devastating opening is that... Apothis immediately kills um, Felix's penguins, and he just crumbles. He's like, "Ah!" Oh, but that bit's confusing because he kills them, but all they do is turns into puddles of water. Yeah, and so I'm like, were the penguins real, or does he have? Does Felix have like some other magic that's making them look real, but they're not actually? Which is why Carter's sending them back to the wrong place. Maybe he was just sending them to the ocean. Yeah, maybe Felix is making these penguins. That'd be sick. He's making penguins because he has a weird fascination with them. Maybe. Is there a penguin god? Did we look this up? I think we did. I think I looked up if there was a penguin god in Egyptian mythology and it just came up with the bird god. Yeah. I think it just came up with the bird god instead. Who I can't remember. Anyway, so devastating opening. But it brought the question to my head. Why the hell did they bring a ten-year-old to this battle? They're like, they knew what they were walking into when they walked into um, the Dallas Museum or the Dallas House of Life, whatever it is. Um, the gnome. Gnome, that's the word, thank you. <laughs> the Dallas gnome, because they were there like, we got a message and we got like a tip that Apophysis is going to raid the joint. So yeah. we're here to protect it. And they had a whole arsenal of magicians to pick through back at the Brooklyn house and they chose Felix. This 10-year-old who's obsessed with penguins, who everybody protects and takes care of because they're worried about him on the battlefield, because all he knows, all he's shown that he knows how to do is summon penguins. He doesn't know any other magic. So I'm like, why did they bring him? He, no offense, Felix, but you're a bit of a burden. You're a bit of a, you're a bit of a, 
Like, I, it's like when you walk through a door, but you catch your belt loop on the door handle, and then you're like, ah, fuck! <laughs> you fall over. That's what Felix is. He's the belt loop. He's the belt loop getting stuck on the door handle. <laughs> See, but what if, because you know how we started the second book with them taking Jazz and Walt on their first expedition? It's been six months since then. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Felix has, like, young Annabeth energy where they're just like, just let her go. She'll sort herself out. And, like, <laughs> she's, like, running around telling people what to do. Maybe Felix has the same energy where he's like, I will be heard and you will notice and you will bring me with you. Sure. Like, he has very much Annabeth, I need a quest at the age of 12 energy. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I feel like maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I understand that. And maybe but we're the, still talking about like he was definitely the youngest of the initiates who came to Brooklyn House in the first round. So maybe this was just him going, "You have a bunch of newer initiates than me now. I'm not the youngest." Yeah, he's like, "I'm I, not the baby anymore." Yeah, he's like, maybe it was a bit of like they were trying to prove a point to him, or maybe they just really thought that he would handle it better than he did. Maybe yeah. they forgot that he was ten because, like, fair enough, they're also children. Which they are children who. Amos has gone off to Cairo. They literally do not have a chaperone besides Bast. And, and Bast, Bast is a cat and she's flaky. We saw what happened in the first book. She <laughs> ran away every two seconds. Bast so is I can like, only my imagine. kitten's just too sad. She's like, you <laughs> like, two, I'll take care like, of you. Khufu is not the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like, they get into it in the third chapter where they're talking about the ankle biters, like the, the youngest of the young um, initiates they brought. Which, like, I read that and I was like, that's yeah. an Aussie coin right there. They haven't said their, um, they haven't specifically stated the ages of the youngest initiates, but they're drawing with crayons on Toddler. the floor and the way that they're speaking. Yes, definitely. As someone who speaks to children all day, every day, those kids are like three, maybe younger. And they're there with parents' consent. Yeah, but not parent supervision. What is the vetting process Honestly. to get these kids into this house? Also, what who, who is running the interviews? Like what? What is these are some negligent parents <laughs> just like, letting their kids go? I mean, yeah. and like it's for the fate of the world. And like your child is too. But also, it's like how did they? How did they? How did they? How did they? Um, yeah, how did they even the hear the cassette they, tape? know any of this shit. Jesus Christ. Like, bloody hell. Maybe a parent just came home one day to their two-year-old with a cassette tape in their lap and they're ripping out all of the all of the tape in their hands and the parents are just like winded back and then out of curiosity has listened to what it said and maybe they couldn't hear anything but the kid's like going crazy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I wonder. But then if the parent couldn't hear anything, I don't know how they'd get them to... Yeah, I have no idea. It's yeah. It's pretty weird. It's stupid. Or maybe, maybe it starts to explain some like magic baby stuff that's been going on. Like maybe... There are just parents out there with little Jack Jack babies running around. They're like, we don't know what to do. He has seven hundred million powers. <laughs> but like, the oldest people there so far, they've explained, are all underage, and mm-hmm. the oldest one there is Walt, who's sixteen. Yeah. So far, that's the only pinpoint we've had. Maybe there are a couple of other sixteen-year-olds. No, no, no. There are some college-age ones because they were the ones who were running classes in the second one. Oh, okay. Yeah, there are some who are older. Either way, college is too young. Yeah, they shouldn't be chaperoning. They should not. They shouldn't be parenting. Well, they're not even chaperoning. They're parenting. They're parenting these children. Yikes! Like you know, bastard chaperoning. These kids are parenting. Big yikes. Look, I'm not saying that these kids are, like, I think of them as being under three years old because that's, it, like, the, the speech patterns are what I'm associating, but I also say, I also said the drawing with crayons thing, but I've seen kids up to my age playing with crayons because crayons are I crayons when they're wrong. <laughs> Just don't eat them. 
And nobody eats crayons in this house, Nick. Oh, in this house, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you can't put that. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people who eat crayons. Um, yeah, well, they said they said ankle biters and they said the phrase toddlers. Mm. And I picture a toddler. A toddler. A toddler <laughs> being at most four years, um, at most three years old. So I'm like. Sure, yeah. sure. And also, I just can't imagine a two year old being in the house of life already, being recruited. Two year olds are like bigger than you think they are. Are they? Yeah, oh yeah. Are they like bowling pin size? Bigger. Like, could I knock them over with a bowling ball though? Some of them. <laughs> I could knock out an adult with a bowling ball. But like, ball. most two to three year olds are like this tall. What? That's hip height! Yeah. Need well, not face. stand up. That's hip height. Oh, it really is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how tall they are. Ew. Uh, I don't like children. We should preface, Joe's not that tall. Hey, you're shorter than me. Shut up. <laughs> this isn't about me. <laughs> so did you have any other things to say about this chapter? This chapter? Mm, I don't believe so. Okay. Other than the fact that Sadie needs to throw some more glow on the boy Carter. He just, he deserves the world and she <laughs> still treats him like a nimbo. And I'm like. A what? A nimbocile. Like a nimbling imbecile. I thought you were trying to say an imbecile. No, a nimbocile. An nimbocile. That's not correct. <laughs> I <know. laughs> anyway, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I am educated and an English degree. There's <laughs> nothing to do with anything. It just doesn't sound right. I know. Anyway, but she she keeps treating him like he's a moron, and I'm like, oh, bitch, <laughs> he is amazing. literally older than you. Yeah, and I'm like. Oh, Sort of flicker in the face. Oh my goodness. Like, use your head. Yeah. Okay, so um, the things that I made comments on in this section are when Apophis sent the Cryo Sphinxes after the Initiates, obviously, because he can't do things to them. We well, can, but like, he's already trying to destroy the floor and get to the artifacts to destroy them. And so he also sends the like Cryo Sphinxes to like help distract the Initiates and help like split them up and like you know go after them and kill them basically and so Walt's attack counter attack <laughs> is to use some of the charms that he has saved up and in classic Rick Rowden fashion uses butt humor yeah to he alleviate the, the situation jokes. yeah he he brought out the farting camel that I don't think that we mentioned in the last book like it was mentioned but I don't think we brought it up we don't care about it yeah it was one of the camels that he and Sadie used to get to the tomb where they found Pitar and the yeah. and the It was an unnecessary cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and they brought the, he brought the camel back in this situation and this camel basically got so stressed and so like flipped out that it went after the Cry Sphinxes accidentally and like knocked over the like, knocked them over and like did a pumba and like just farted all over everything. Yeah. And I'm like, look, it's kinda funny. But also like kinda unnecessary. Like, there could have been a different way for Walt to show his powers other than yeah. fighting camel. <laughs> also, because he was like, oh, I got the wrong one. Uh. Yeah, he's like, silly me. And he just, like, tell every little boy reading this is like, ah, they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of the you best say, I had. Here's the thing, you just said, I can tell every little boy, here you are, a 23 year old reading it going, I'm 23, excuse you. I said 23 year old. I think said 22. No, 23 year old reading it going, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Look, one's 
funny, but then he went over and over and over and over again with it. And he was like, oh my god, then he farted it here, and then he farted it there, and then oh my god, he sat on this one's face and farted on him. <laughs> and I was like, what, you shitting in his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> at some point, oh, you have to be. At some point. <laughs> so you know, the at some point, like so you run out of gas and it turns into solids. <laughs> <laughs> Foul. Absolutely foul. <laughs> Shut up! You don't have bad circulation. Um, yeah, so that was... I had a note about that. And then the next bit that I had was when they go into... Or Sadie sees everybody through the duart. I just had, like, more of a question for you. When it came to her looking at Walt, and he's obviously dressed like a mummy, and he's using his grey aura, but he's, he's touching stuff. He's skeleton, though. Yeah, ick. He's, like, touching stuff... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> basically and he's using his like grey aura slash grey magic to like dissolve stuff or like not dissolve but like to yeah, like it's called black magic <laughs> it's called black he's magic using, he's using stuff to like decay he's using his magic to like decay other stuff and say so he even acknowledges that it smells like decay and she's like ew <laughs> yeah we haven't seen him use this magic since the beginning of throne of fire when they're you know when the three, yeah, when the three-headed cobra shows up and talks to Carter, we haven't seen his magic since then. But now, knowing what you know about Walt, what is this magic? Magic purse. Because he seems to have an inherent kind of magic that nobody else has, because everybody else's comes from a god, and he hasn't picked one yet. Okay, well, the way I thought of it is that the way he defeated one of the one of the thingamabobbies, the ram ram sphinx. Yeah. Um, is that it came up to him and he basically just touched it and spread his infectious death curse onto mm-hmm, said mm-hmm, thingamabobby, mm-hmm. hence the green lightning. And because they're so old, they decayed, like, instantly. Because the age goes into how fast the curse acts, right? Sure, that wasn't what I was going for, but okay. I'm thinking now. Okay. <laughs> I have the brains. <laughs> I want to use it. Give it back. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, so, um, but as I was thinking about it, he, it was like, Sadie said that after he did that, he was glowing more powerfully than before, and so my brain was going, okay, so that's one of two parts. Either using the power and killing these other things is relieving some of the pressure Ooh. of this curse, so he's spreading the curse, thinning it out a little bit, mm-hmm, by actually mm-hmm. using it and killing other people with it, or... It's having the absolute opposite effect. <laughs> Speeding it up. And yeah, he's using the power, so it's eating away at him. And so the power's getting brighter, but technically not Anubis. Oh, that's no good. Walt <laughs> is himself, he is dimming. I like the first one better, though, is that he's yeah. alleviating the... And then that's it. why he's been able to survive so long. Yeah, because he's actually because everybody else was too timid with it. Whereas Walt's sort of like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a fuck. His name was Mike. so he starts to, <laughs> starts to like weaponize his curse rather than yeah. be afraid of it. Oh, like the way that like Frank isn't afraid of his stick of life anymore. Yeah, and then he overcomes oh. that fear and he overcomes it and he becomes doesn't hold any power over him anymore. Oh. Ooh, me like. Does that mean here's another point of rock? Rock reusing of Rick reusing. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson wrote these books. <laughs> There's not enough smolders in here. There's not enough jungle <laughs> scenes in here. <laughs> Literally, Regis. are there any jungle in this series? In no. any series, I don't think there are any. 
not as woods and like forest, but I think yeah, there's no jungle. jungles. Ooh. They're never in the jungle. Or anywhere near. In the jungle. Where are some jungles in America? Jungle, Brazil. Okay. That's not in the United States though, and Rick tends to. It's in America. Well, he doesn't keep. He tends to keep it in the United States. Though. Every now and then, he throws a bone to Canada. But <laughs> Asia. Like, that's not in America. Sorry. Anyway, yeah, Rick reusing storylines. Here we go. So someone's dying of a curse again. Frank and Walt side by side. Your boys in the trenches fucking shit up. Yeah, the other things that I noted in this part were when Sadie um, used the Mart spell and then was technically dead for two minutes. Um, She had a little meeting with Anubis and he basically (laughs) she's like, why haven't you come to see me? And he's like why did you take me that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was basically like, I'm not allowed. (laughs) They won't let me. (laughs) I'm never coming (laughs) He won't let me. Yeah, um, he's basically like, I've been forbidden to come and see you. And she's like, oh, that's super hot. And we're like, that's super ick. And <laughs> she's like, wow, forbidden right now. Yeah. <laughs> basically, after, as soon as he says, I'm not allowed to see you anymore, she's like, sneak away and come see me tonight. I dare you. But she's also, so I'm okay. forcing you. And he's like, I will try. She's like, that's so sexy. Here's my hair clip. Put it in yours. Put, in put your it hair. in yours. Well, I meant to say, put it in your hair and we'll be matching. There we go, I've marked you. Ew, what a joke. With a hair clip. Have you met a 13 year old? Did she give a hair clip? Did I miss that part? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just getting that's the vibe that she would do. She'd be like, there you are, you're wearing my, <laughs> you're wearing my jewellery clip, therefore a representation that you are mine, and mine only. <laughs> Have you met a 13 year old? I've messed with 13 year olds they're shit that's how they act <laughs> so yeah in that um, in that, bit with, in that bit with Anubis we find out that Sadie almost fully died and she also has she like did a, yeah <laughs> well to Carter she did but to Anubis he said that she wasn't fully dead he's only nearly dead he's only nearly yeah and so when she's nearly dead, when Anubis is gone, she also sees Isis and Ruby like blend oh, together in like a really weird yeah. way, and then they both tell Sadie that they both love her, and I'm like, ew, Isis isn't capable of that. No, and she's then Karen. Yeah, she goes. Well, back the way to that her. she explained their relationship was like she views me as a like she loves me as, but more in like the way loves someone, me for the power that I can give her. But like, well, loves me in the way that someone loves and cherishes a dog, like. Like, you know, you're sort of like, oh, it's cute, and I like having it around, and it gives me a little sense of joy, but I can live without it. Yeah. And, um, it will die soon. <laughs> Yikes. Um, <laughs> and then... Sorry, yeah, she goes, hey, did you know dogs' lifespans aren't as long as humans? Please that to me, I hate you. It's sure. <laughs> and then, yeah, Sadie goes back to her body, and Carter is, like, beside himself, because, yeah, he was super afraid that he was about to be the only cane left in the world besides Amos. But, like, the only one, you know... The only super... Fully left to his own devices and fully left to be in charge of everything. And poor little Carter, our little boy... My little pumpkin. Yeah. He was... Was just like... He was having a panic. Stuck. Yeah. And he literally, as soon as she started breathing again, he was like, Oh! I need a minute! Because he kind of stopped breathing as well, yeah. and she was, when she stopped breathing, he stopped breathing. Oh, twinsies. Oh, that's cute. How much better would this series have been if they were twins? It would be cooler. Yeah. 
I mean, it would make her claim being like, Carter is not as superior as me. Like, her mindset about that, it would make it, you know, a little more understandable and a little more valid. But it's like, he's literally your older brother. Like, you shouldn't have that mindset. I mean, but just because he's her older brother doesn't mean he is superior to her. No, that's not what I'm thinking. But you men are 13. My 13 year olds have that mindset. I had that mindset when I was a kid. Being like, oh, I'm better than everyone except for them because they're bigger than me. <laughs> right, but Sadie doesn't have that mindset. She doesn't think that Carter's better because he's bigger than her. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even have that inkling. She needs the fear of people put into her. <laughs> she needs some anxiety. She needs to be hit with a bit of social anxiety. She needs to be, that needs to be injected. Honey, when they whacked you with that lucky stick, they whacked you good. <laughs> yeah, like, she needs to be injected with that anxiousness into her veins. Get a sense of... An IV drip up here. Honestly. I'm like, bitch, if that, like, oh girl, God. where do you get all your confidence from? Like, I am always riddled with social anxiety and regular anxiety. It's always there, always. And I struggle to deal with it all the time. You said it the other day. You were like, Joe, you have these crazy craggy theories, but as soon as I put a microphone in front of you, you shut down. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't want other people... Which is such a shame, because I get to hear them and nobody else does. Yes, that's your privilege with me. You get to hear my innermost... innermost... innermost stupid thoughts. God, I keep slurring. It's because I had a drink. Oh. <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else to say about this chapter? Where are we going with that? Um, we were talking about Sadie. Uh, yeah, I'm done with this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into really chapter three. We win a box full of nothing. So, the initiates are back at Brooklyn House, much to Bath's relief. After quickly, quickly giving her children a bath, they all head inside to debrief. Uh, we learn that the box they've recovered actually contains a portion of King Tut's shadow, um, which is a part of his soul, and we learn that the shadow makes up one of the five per- portions of a person's entire soul, and that this is very important. Um, Bast is also stingy on some of the details of a god's shadow, but before anyone can pry any more information from her, Carter has to leave for an important phone call. With who, Joe? His girlfriend. Absolutely. Well, his almost girlfriend. Yeah. What should we call it? Because she's got... She's like... <laughs> she literally is like she, at the end of the other book she was like if we survive I will consider dating you and then they survive and she, she was, was like I'm she still was, considering she was like if we survive I'll consider sending you a text yeah like, like not <laughs> even she's calling you not oh, even being friends she was like I'll consider considering you in part of my life yeah <laughs> <laughs> which fair enough she doesn't know this boy yeah like valid to her but he's hanging on by a thread yeah um, cutest thing that happens in this chapter. Bast, as soon as they come home, she says, my kittens. Cutest thing. Most adorable. Oh my god. Like, you just... And I just... I, and I noted... I noted... I noticed that as soon as they got off the boat... Off the boat... Well, it includes Carter, too. Like, she says kittens, plural. Yeah. So, right. and I noticed as soon as Friggin they got... <laughs> I noticed as soon as they got off the boat, she immediately went to, like, Carter first and checked him over first with her, you know, mother hen, you know, eyes and was like, yes. the perusal? Are you injured? Are you hurt? No, you're fine. Okay, pumpkin. Okay, other one. Which was Sadie. Like, but she went to Carter first. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> Sadie's probably over in the corner like, I just fucking died, bitch. No, she's fine. She's got her, her almost boyfriend, Walt, along with her almost boyfriend, and neighbors. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> to, to deal with. Oh, God. 
Anyway, yeah. that was just the most adorable thing that happened in this whole chapter. Fair. Um, yeah. So, most of the notes that I had for this chapter I can't say because of spoilers. So, oh, right. that makes it a little bit difficult for me. Um, we've already talked about, like, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> the angle by the It is a bit weird. Like, literally, where is their chaperone? Um, yeah. So, instead of me talking about the spoilery things that I know of, did you have any thoughts on the whole shadow box thing or the whole like sides of the soul thing or even the fact that it's Tut's um that it's part of his soul and Walt doesn't seem to care (laughs) (laughs) or if he does we don't know Walt doesn't know that it's oh yeah he's not in the room um well what I like is that oh yeah he doesn't know it's part of a shadow what I like is that they can't see the shadow unless they're seeing it through the jewel like Sadie did before yeah. Um, so I like that it looks like and an that Ruby box. literally told her, "Look for what isn't there. <laughs> Go beyond what you see. Go beyond what you see." Um, so I thought beyond what you see. Beyond. I thought that was cool. And then Boss being there, like, "Ha, huh, that's a funny joke for like um, tomb robbers or like grave robbers." Grave robbers. She's like, "Ha, huh, that's funny." And they're both looking at her like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> why is it funny?" And then, yeah, and she's like, "Ah, oh, nobody got my joke." Okay. Well, I have to explain it. It's not as funny when you explain something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, the part that got me about this whole explanation is that um, Sadie's realisation that um, Bez's shaped, I think it's how you say it, his shape is all that survived Konsu's... Um, the shadow of himself. Yeah. Outline. And that's why he's he's down there. But it also, like, it gives a little bit of hope because there's still a part of him there, I guess. Sure. Even though Tarot's like, don't give me hope. But unless... Konsu spits like he unless he chucks up um Bath's Bess's Wren then mm. um I don't think there's much hope for him <laughs> see but it's just like it, I'm very much calling into question what they are thinking of like the laws of everything and like I feel like everything that they know about magic and how gods who's they the magicians okay every everything that they know about their interactions with magic like Bast says in this part that the god's shoot is different to a magician's shoot or a mortal's shoot. Like, it's it's treated differently. There are different aspects to it. And so, like, the way that they think about things for themselves, they can't necessarily apply that to gods, which is, like, the same for, like, the execration thing of Apophis. Like, it didn't last on him, whereas it lasted on other things, or it lasted on yeah, other magicians like, or other people. And so it's, like... permanent on a human, but on a yeah, god, Yeah, and like, so, like, you saying there that there's po- probably an impossibility, or even Tarot saying there's an impossibility that Bez will come back from his shape. Like, it just... I don't know if that's something that... Like, and, like, the the kids are taking it as this is the only option. Like, there is... Like, he's not coming back. Whereas, like, Bast being stingy on details like that, like, there's obviously more to the story and there's obviously more information about this kind of thing that just, like, doesn't add up. And the reason that I think that is because of literally because of the execration of Apophis. He was a, he was back a chapter later. Hmm. Like, <laughs> your execration didn't work very well for, you know, sacrificing the most powerful magician of everybody who was alive right there, and even that didn't work. And, like, why can... Like, why is Amos considered the most powerful magician when Sadie could use the word Mart as a divine word and survive? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. I think they need to reevaluate what they think of 
power and what they think of the way that magic works for different people and like that's the whole point of this this divide between the old house of life and the new house of life like whether they follow they the gods or don't follow the gods systems. yeah and so i feel like even the kids who are like we need to update our system and we need to follow the path of the gods they're still treating like how they come across magic and how they use certain parts of magic they're treating it like the old house of life and like they're coming to conclusions of like the old house of life would and i'm like where was your open mind about this like you had an open mind before yeah it doesn't make any sense at it's this point rick being indecisive yeah and i also at least me saying like this that. I don't remember how much of these questions are answered by the end of the book and how much was me asking these questions after I finished them. Sure. Like, I still can't remember how much I was like, hang on, but you didn't you didn't round this out and you didn't round this out because there were a couple of those when I finished the first time. I was like, but hang on, this plot hole, you didn't fix it. Yeah. I'm still curious. <laughs> so, like, I don't remember if this was one of them. He didn't fix it or he didn't give a good, good enough explanation for it kind of thing? Probably both, yeah. But, yeah. It's a half-assed fix mm. bitch it's a band-aid fix mhm mhm so yeah um I don't know much else about this part oh except that I did have a note that I very much um relate to Cleo <laughs> Cleo um just because she like, was like the destruction of, the... of a book is death penalty <laughs> but like things like Carter describing her as the self-appointed librarian I'm like yes <laughs> give yourself a job love that yeah she's and, like, like she just took the, it on yeah. by herself to redo all the scrolls because yeah. they looked a bit shabby and she's like just she's the only one who's like gone no no what happened is that she wanted them all to herself so she was like well I have to make copies don't I yeah. to put back in the library when I take the originals but it's like she's she's, she's running the show and she's also like the only one who's bothered to learn some of Khufu's language to like you know mm. be able to communicate with him and so Carter says at one point that he thinks that Cleo is um, which I laughed at yeah that Cleo is Khufu's favourite person and he equates it to I think he's her favourite I think, think she's his favourite because he, her name rhymes with the things that he likes the he likes words that end with the O but I think it has to do with the fact that she put she, the effort in yeah literally she put the effort in to try and actually understand what he said yeah and so he's like, well, you're my favourite husband then, because yeah. you're the one who even tries to talk I can do, to me. You're the one I can talk to. Just, you're just such a good listener. <laughs> which is just so sweet of her. I mean, she's she's still not great at it, but she's like, I'm yeah. getting better. I just, I don't know, I imagine her as like this kind of Miss Frizzle kind of character who, like Miss Frizzle from yeah. Magic School Bus. Who's like, yeah, who's just like very um, harebrained and very like eclectic and very like must do things my own way and like must do things like she's kind of like a Rachel Elizabeth Dare kind of character who's like a bit quirky and a bit like um sure just very sure of herself and well also Carter was like yeah she was a bit helpful at times I'm like she researched everything yeah. for you she found what she was you would not have even known that she was the needed. one who found the connection yeah she was like yeah. you would not even have even known that you needed to go to Dallas if she hadn't have found it for you and said you need to go and protect this you would have been at, at base one and the place would have been destroyed so I'm like you need to give clear more acknowledgement and like credit mm-hmm. that's what you need to give her more credit yeah. for what she did for you because that would have taken a lot of time yeah. to pour over all these scrolls and I'm like you're overlooking the nerd the nerd is necessary in these also, trips I like the nerd part of her that was like 
when I can't remember who said it, but they were like, oh, Cleo, so the three of us need to have a, or like those of us need to have a, a conversation. And she was just like, yep, you have your conversation. And she's just there like looking at the box, trying to figure out what it is. And then she's like, oh, you mean, you mean like alone, alone? Oh, sorry. She's like, oh, you want me to leave yeah. my library? Really? <laughs> no, not even that. I think it's just like a total unawareness of the things around her that aren't fully just like research based and book based yeah. and things that are like, oh, I'm literally, I'm not even going to listen to you. I'm focused on my activity. Yeah, she's like, I don't care. She, <laughs> yeah, she, I don't know. I like her as a character. I think she's very good. Um, but that's pretty much all I have to say about that chapter. I don't really have any other information because I can't give any other information. Lol. Yeah. Bit tricky. Uh, I also don't have anything else to say about the chapter. Okay, well, I have a question for you about something that you said before when we were talking about um, Felix. Mm-hmm. His purple aura. Yeah. I want to... Because you said something... I'm trying to think of how to approach this. Without spoiling you. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, you said that you think that he's being built up for something. I would like to know how you came to that conclusion. Because it's foreshadowing. The fact that they brought him on and they said he okay. had a powerful purple aura. Those so obviously... Are, Rick, those two things? Well... It's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard in books to be like, okay, so they've mentioned this multiple times. Therefore, the author is going to be actually going to focus on. They want us to remember the character. Like, if you get a side character in a book and you mention them once, I'm not going to remember them by the end of the book. I don't do that. The fact that you've mentioned them multiple times, just in passing, like Felix was there with his penguins. Felix had a purple aura. We brought Felix to this really super intense battle in the first place. You'd be like, okay, so Felix is important. I don't know why yet. They're not going to tell me yet. They're just going to get there. But Felix is I thought maybe you were going to give me some kind of, like, inkling of, like, what you thought he was being built up for. No, I'm just taking the whole author's notes things. Like, it's just an author tactic. That's, it's a writing tactic, and I, I'm not oblivious when I read books, <laughs> even though I sometimes claim... I can see what you do. Fraser, I'm not oblivious to all things, especially when this one's being shoved down my throat. I'm like, okay, I get it. Felix is there for a reason, but I'm still mad that you brought a ten-year-old to a battle. <laughs> because, well, what I'm mad about is that Sadie, like, you as the author acknowledge that he's important because you wrote him and you know he's important. Imagine you're the character in the book, though. Yeah. To Sadie and Carter, he's just a ten-year-old who plays with penguins. So why is he at the battle? Why? I don't... Like, I don't understand the Sadie and Carter logic of having him at the battle. I know it's important to the plot, and... You know, one wouldn't work without the other, so I'm getting annoyed for no reason because it wasn't Sadie and Carter. It was like it was Sadie and Carter's choice, but it wasn't Sadie and Carter's choice. I'm doing air quotes, no one can see the Um It was the author's choice to put them there, but in the actual characters' heads, I am certain neither of them would agree have agreed to bring a ten year old with them. You don't think it's got nothing to do with anything and it's just Rick's way of going, I've mentioned this name before and now it's time to see them in action. No, because he said he had a strong purple aura. <laughs> it's the only argument I need, John. It's the only argument I need, John. Okay, okay. They brought a ten-year-old to a battle because he's important for some reason. And saw him in the Jewart and he kept the evil demon spirits away because he had 
and I quote from Sadie, a surprisingly strong purple aura. Okay. See, so but that implies that they didn't know about it. So why would they bring him? Yeah, I, th- again, <laughs> like my point. Why the fuck would you bring him? Obviously, Rick wanted him there. Sadie and Carter didn't want him there. And somehow he just, he just got there. <laughs> Because Rick wanted him there. Rick wanted him there. (laughs) Sadie and Carter's personalities and, you know, strategy traits wouldn't have let... He wouldn't have slipped through the cracks if it was Sadie and Carter actually planning this trip. But because it was Rick (laughs) If they were real people. (laughs) If they were real people, then this is a real situation. Obviously, (laughs) this is a magic snake talking to them. (laughs) There's what happened. They would have had their best guns with them. Dude, if this was a real fucking situation, the 13-year-old wouldn't be there. Year-old wouldn't be there. Yes, what difference does it make having the ten-year-old there? Because they're super strong, and the ten-year-old's not. <laughs> yes, he is. That they didn't know that. We just went through this, but they knew he was crafty. No, they didn't. They knew he summoned penguins. They knew he summoned penguins. That was it. And then Chaos killed his penguins, and he cried in the corner. <laughs> It was really cute though. Alyssa was like, my darling, come here. And he's like sniveling into her shirt and he's like, he got my penguin. He's like, Carrie John and Rick died. <laughs> You're like, yeah, what if Rick naming one of the penguins after himself? <laughs> 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 what if one of the penguins here? Anyway, I'm just, cause, like, I'm so, so mad at it and I know that he's important. Because why else would he? Why else would he have a surprisingly purple, like purple aura that is surprisingly strong in keeping the demons away that are trying to? Keep, when he's doing nothing, he's just just sitting there. See, so Felix and Walt had their own coloured auras because they haven't chosen a god to follow yet. What colour do you think Sadie and Carter and Alyssa would be if they didn't have a god to follow already? Probably purple too. The reason Walt is grey is because he's got the curse. Okay. So I'm assuming that it would just be... You don't like, reckon they'd be like... Because you know how... Um, or do you think they each have an individual colour? Well, you know how when it was described that Amos was, like, doing his magic and he put himself in a protective circle and a when Zia did it, it was a red one. Yeah. But for, like, someone, it was a blue was one. Set. No, because someone's was a blue one. Iskander was the only one who's been known to have, like, the purple light coming out of them because that's the colour of the, um, the hieroglyphs that were coming off him. Were sure. purple and Sadie was like, "Oh, purple, that's interesting." Or whoever it was. Okay, then I don't know. That. You don't want to like chat about it? Okay. Um, let's. This pick- is where I'm going. If they were, let's like- pick a color. Okay, <laughs> well then, Carter would be burnt orange. Sadie would be neon pink, and Alyssa would be either like a forest green or like a beige. I think beige. Beige is a good one. Beige. I like forest green though. But beige, yeah. I just said forest green because I would be for. Okay, well, you pick a color. Uh, my color would be, without following God, a forest green. Really, any kind of green. Because green. green's your favorite color? Correct. And right. I reflect that. It wouldn't green. be like poison green, like Disney villain green? No, I don't have Because if it's an aura, when I think aura in like the Duart kind of sense, I think like like a glowing, like neon kind of color. You I know, that, like, lit up I can't the inside kind of color. poison green, you know what I mean? But, like, like, you don't get forest green in a neon color. But you've got to have the right vibes. Okay, then just green. But you got, but not poison Yeah, green, I'm thinking, like, green. what color would your lightsaber be? Like, that kind of color. Green. You know, like, those set colors that those okay. lightsabers are. Like, that's the tone that I'm thinking of. Okay, well, Mercedes would be hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. like, 
you can have a neon hot pink and you can have yeah, a yeah, neon yeah. orange. Yeah, which would yeah, be yeah, yep. Um, how do you make beige neon? <laughs> <laughs> you got neon brown. Gone <laughs> <laughs> shit. Jeb would. I mean, <laughs> she, she follows Jeb. We don't really know much about enough about her though. Yeah. Like I don't actually know enough about. Maybe it'd Felix. be like a bright, like a like a soft white. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Yeah. Or maybe like this would be like a beige, wouldn't it? Warm white. Yeah, like warm white. Sure. Or like yellow be, white. That she could be a warm, warm yellow. white. Honestly, yeah. I would actually, like the last setting on a on a dimmer switch. Sure, I can actually picture Felix as more of like a blue, right? Like a little Luke Skywalker, gotcha. But like a dark neon, like a dark. Bright, blue, you know what I mean? Okay. Like you yeah, can yeah, have yeah, your yeah. neon bright sky yep. blue, yep. or you can have the dark blue that yep. actually glows. I see him more as the dark. Blue. I see Sadie as either a red or a blue, just because that's what her hair was di- dip dyed the first time we met yeah. her. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, I still picture her as hot pink. Oh, you said Zia was hot pink. Did you mean Sadie? Did I say Zia? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry. No, I meant Sadie. Sorry. <laughs> that's why I laughed so hard because I was like, I don't see Zia. No, 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 no. <laughs> Zia is also orange in my head. Okay, so Zia and Carter match. I don't know why, but I like Zia matches orange because she's fire. I'm like, she's the fire, the river. She's fire, and she's she's fire. Sorry, the way I said. Um, okay, but yeah, hot pink works for Sadie. That's yeah, that's good. Hot pink for Sadie. Yeah. How could it not? <laughs> Sadie's hot pink. That's what she is. No, no, Carter's pink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then I don't know why, but like, yeah, I picture Carter's also. It has nothing to do with their relationship. I just honestly, as individuals, picture them both as orange. Fair. You know what's interesting? What is that Horace would also be like that orange. That's what I mean. That's why And I Iris, I, Iris, Isis would also be like a hot pink. That's what I mean. That's what I was going for. Because <laughs> I can't. No, I meant like them, like themselves. I know. Okay. Like, you think it's that they, both. You think that they so perfectly represent the god, the path that they've chosen. <gasps> That's why I don't like Sadie. She's a Karen. Wait, you're only just coming to this realization? Well, like, it keeps on reaffirming in my head. Oh, gotcha, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you have, like, you're like, no, I already knew that, but then you have another epiphany, and it's like, well, I'm adding that to my arsenal, because you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking right! <laughs> I got facts! Okay, speaking of you being right, would you like to tell everybody, Shadows and Statues, your your prophecy, your <laughs> predictions for the next not fucking episode. good at this. <laughs> Okay, hang on. So, what did we end on? They get a Carter phone call. Carter has a call. phone call. Zia's going to tell. Where is Zia at the moment? She's at the she's, first night. Yeah, she's with she's Amos. She's helping Amos. Jeez. Which, it seems to be working because the Texas magicians seem to, like, not be against the kiddos. The kid, kiddly winkies. Yeah, so they must be accepting something with Amos. Okay. Which, like, fair enough. He's a suave guy. The phone call from Zia's going to be both beautiful, like, it's going to be, like, awkward yet gut-wrenching because well it's going to be awkward because it's going to be awkward for Zia Mm gut-wrenching for Carter because he's head over heels in love with her and she's like I don't know how to stop you from feeling this way please calm (laughs) down she's like fucking take a chill pill (laughs) and he's like I'm trying the pill's too big for his bar he's like I can't do it (laughs) I can't do it captain (laughs) I can't do it (laughs) anyway She's like, I've got my own fucking trauma to sort out. God, I'm trying to pin your trauma on me too. And he's like, I'm trying not to. <laughs> I just love you so much. Honestly, he's like, I'm sorry, I have a sense of body to love. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so the conversation's gonna be 
Amos is, we're making headway, but it's still a struggle. We have news of, up. we have news of Apophis rising, and it's going to happen in two days, and they're like, oh, whisper, whisper, we've been new because we just talked to a guy in a wall, and he told us that. <laughs> the guy in the wall. Like, that's, that's kind of like whispering to Sadie <laughs> later. Well, like, in his head, he's like, yeah, I already knew that. Anyway, and I like, just give like, thank you for this vital information. So, yeah, anything to talk to you longer. Keep talking. <laughs> He's like, he's like, I already knew this information, but I want to hear your voice. So, keep going. <laughs> And it's like butter. <laughs> and she's like, you're staring at me really intently. <laughs> His Zoom call, like, he's just like, frozen because he's just so wide-eyed staring at her. And she's mm-hmm. like, ah, hello. She's like, please like, turn you your camera off in the class. She's like, just blink. Blink will do. <laughs> blink if you're in there. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's what the phone call's going to be. And, it, yeah, again, it's going to be Carter trying to reach out and she's going to shut that shit down. She's going to be what like, stop lusting after me yeah. with your sadness. <laughs> she's, she's like, freaking, come on, me with your sadness. Anyway, Fuck, that's good. and then that's the funny. next two chapters are going to be, well, sorry, then the rest of that, they're going to hang up and the rest of that is great chapter is going to be them panicking about the timeline. That they've sure. that's about the deadline they've now got, which is two days. And you reckon like, they have the time to panic, or are they just going to jump in with Plan F? Oh no, they're going to jump in. Like, like as soon as Carter leaves the room, they're going to jump in. But Carter mm-hmm. takes a good ten minutes. That'll it'll last like six pages of him going shit, 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 That's what it's going to be. Shit um, so we're going to get a bit of that, and then they're going to jump into whatever task they have. To, like when they get to say these chapters, they're going to jump into whatever task they have to do. Amazing, amazing. Long term wise, who's gonna win? <laughs> Kansu. He's the only one who wins both. Ways. I was gonna say Kansu. Kansu wins everything. Um, Amos is gonna die. Yeah. Walt is gonna die. Mm. It's just gonna be. That's your. So you. Uh... Yeah, I was like, here's what we've started the book. I remember. If, I made if your idea is that Walt is going to die, how does that tie into your Walt? hosting Ra theory um well he's gonna be a, a meat puppet like there won't be any Walt left oh he'll just be like the the way that um Pikachu Muffin is the Vlad no no Muffin the cat is like it's not oh. a, it's not an alive cat it's just a, yeah. a husk yeah that's gonna be Walt yeah oh okay like, so like a way, skin suit well what it's like, gonna be Rara is like me. ew so what it's gonna be is that Walt's going to be on the absolute verge of dying and he makes a choice. Okay. The choice is to live forever or whatever as, like, that's going to be part of saving Ra. They're going to make the choice and it's going to be like, you can die of the curse or we can break the curse and you can embrace Ra and take up Ra's role and travel through the Duat every night and fight all the demons and bring hope to all the people down in the Duat with the sun and then, like, he's like, you're going to become... You basically, you and Ra are going to merge, and so you won't be yourself anymore. You also... Uh, you'll be more Ra than you are yourself. Does that mean that he... That Ra... Wait. But does that mean that Ra would stay... In the mortal realm forever? Because... No. No, he's going to be more Ra than he is himself. It's going to no, be but he can, can travel to all the realms. But he needs Ra. Ra but is can Walt go to all the realms? Oh, yeah, yes, he can, because Carter and Sadie were. Yeah. Ra, at the moment, 
is still in his. He hasn't got all of his soul back together. He's not. He's not himself yet. Yeah. And part of the healing process is that he needs something. He needs sanity to cling to. And Walt has that. I don't know. I don't know what the deal <laughs> <Dummy>. is. <laughs> I don't, I'm getting too technical with the okay. point. I don't know the actual. You know, I don't yeah. know the process, but what's going to happen is that they're going to merge. Okay. They're going to merge. And merge. Merge. And <laughs> it's going to be like, maybe there's 20% Walt, 80% Ra. That's what it's going to be. This is why I'm 40% happy for Chandler Mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be there's more Ra than there is Walt left, and Sadie's going to be devastated because now she can't date anyone because she cannot date Anubis. I refuse. <laughs> and she can't date Walt because he'll be a million year old god. Exactly. She can't date any All of options are terrible. I'm like, bitch, move on. The dating pool is so Wait, that could push that anyone. could push the Zia and Sadie argument because technically Zia currently likes Sadie more than she likes Walt. Exactly. I stand by that, honestly. <laughs> Like, as much as I love Cardi, Why do you think I laughed so hard when you said it in the first place? Let's be real, though. Like, who's a better who's a better couple? Zia and Carter or Zia and Sadie? And I'm like, honestly, Zia and Sadie. <laughs> but I want Carter to be happy, and so I kind of, like, need Zia. He is happy. He's over here getting love bites from his griffin. <laughs> he is happy. He's over here dying. But, like, on the inside of all the pressure... And people watching him. <laughs> see him on like the window looking in into like Zia and Sadie's house and he's just like starts <laughs> 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 raining. Honestly, my poor boy. He'd be, he would he just, started like, this series with nothing, he'll fucking end this series like, with nothing. He'll just, just he'll embody the um Oh, you know, I've sworn off women. I just won't. I just won't anymore. My heart's been hurt too much. Oh my god. That's gonna be... Anyway, so that's the ending. I love this outcome for Carter. Well, I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> like, it's funny, huh? It's kind of funny. That'd be fine. <laughs> Honestly, how old is he? He's 15. Yeah, he had a birthday. I'm like, bitch, wait till you at least... I'm sorry we didn't get to celebrate his birthday and Honestly, get him feeling all the love when we got boy, to celebrate Sadie's. Boy, just get to legal age. What is with you in the mindset that you need to find your true love at 14? You don't have to do that. You've got years. It's the middle grade mindset. Honestly, well, stop doing it. You're not, ev- you're not even legal for anything yet. You're not even legal to drive. Actually, I think that he might be. I think that Americans are start allowed to start driving when they're 15, yeah, depending I mean, on what state they're in. But aren't they only allowed learner's permits at 15? Still allowed to start driving. But that's a big Joe, you had a license when you started driving. You had to have a license to have a learner's permit. Well, I was 16 on that, but... Okay, should we wrap things up? We should, yes. So, if you guys want to send us an email, then we are damsmackbarpod at outlook.com and if you want to send us a message on the Instagram or the Twitters, then we are at <laughs> damsmackbarpod. All of our... Um, personal stuff down in the show notes down in the description go find our personal stuff and our tiktok because we've been we've been posting some fire lately honestly they're actually very fun to they're very <laughs> they're fun. recording them doing our barbie ones <laughs> yeah, we I still look, recommend we can start it up again we've got a couple say, to catch up I honestly recommend if you guys are ever curious about what we're like or like on like you only hear our voices if you ever want to see what our mannerisms look like along with it yeah because we, did those, we did those Barbie TikToks before we started this podcast yeah so they're like, very accurate yeah we haven't changed no at all still as chaotic um, still as stupid on my end yeah. anyway 
I was going to say something else and I can't remember what it was. Oh, right. Um, next week we're reading chapters four to six of The Serpent's Shadow. Get around it. And um, we're also still currently deliberating what series we're going to read next, but it is going to yeah, be exciting. Yeah, thoughts. You're, yeah. Like, which, okay, well, here's the thing. We were debating how we were going to do this. We were like, should we put a message up on Instagram? Should we just decide for ourselves? But we're both, I think that's what it's going to come down well, to. Well, we're both people pleasers and we're like, we don't know how to decide which one's going to be better. We don't know if we want to do Magnus Chase next or Heroes of Olympus. So if you feel passionate about what you want to hear from us, send us an email. We have had a couple of emails in the past asking when we're going to do Heroes. So people are more curious for Heroes. I don't know. I really Warning! Don't, I really don't want to read The Lost Hero again. <laughs> well, didn't we make that deal? We were like, we'll read The Lost Hero in six episodes. We'll read it as quickly as possible and we'll, then slug through the We were like, time. we're going to break our rule of three chapters an episode and just do ten chapters an episode <laughs> just to get through it. Because fuck off Look, with your Piper yeah. Leo and friggin... What's his name? Jason. Jason. <laughs> I forgot his name. Jason. <laughs> this is the you. <laughs> like, we don't want to read their perspectives. They suck. Yeah, they do. I hate them so much. <laughs> I don't hate Jason. I hate Piper and Leo. I hate Piper and Leo. Fair. I mean, white bread Jason, you really should hate him oh, in the first series. white Jason sucks. Anyways, um, yeah, so let us know what you guys reckon, and um, yeah, come back next week, because we're reading chapters four to six, and it's going to be really exciting. Come see if Joe's correct about any of her things she said. I've already She's forgotten. probably not. I've already forgotten what she said. Um, anyway, yeah. I literally said the same thing I've been saying for ages, which is that Walt's going to merge with Ra. Okay. Great. Okay, so come back next week. Anyways, see you Bye. Bye. Dun, 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 I need to pee really bad. The mouse, where is it? There.